It's the Dogcast, episode number 269. Dogs lose to number five, Boise State from the Mountain West Conference, 35-21. This episode of the Dogcast is supported by Stitcher Smart Radio, offering the Stitcher mobile app. With Stitcher's free app for mobile phones, listeners can get the latest episodes of the Dogcast, along with thousands of other podcasts, on demand without downloading or syncing. The free Stitcher Smart Radio app can be found in the iPhone or Android app stores or at stitcher.com slash dogs. All right, dog fans, it's the Dogcast, episode number two. 69, the Boise State, Georgia, the the post-mortem, the post-mortem show. And, and, and I shouldn't say post-mortem. That's, 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 I'm getting off on the wrong foot right off the bat, old dog. I just, you know, it's not a post-mortem. The season's not dead. This team's not yeah. dead. We got a well, lot of football I mean, left, old dog, but yeah, let's, we, let's we call do. it. We do, and, and unfortunately, I, I don't think any of it's going to be very good. It's not going to be a whole lot of fun. But no. let's talk about the game. Let's just talk about the game. Let's keep the focus on the game right now. All least. right, absolutely. We played Boise State Saturday uh, Saturday night. Um, you know, Herschel Walker drove out on the field in a car. Yeah. Delivered the game ball. Boy, it was good to see Herschel. Wasn't that it? was that was the absolute. That was a, a big highlight of the game, and probably the best. The, the, the highlight of the evening was seeing Herschel. And without a doubt, he was probably the best running back on the field for <laughs> so, the entire night. And then, you know, you know, it, the whole game, I, I'm not going to, and plus, by the way, we have a strict policy. I'm not going to knock players. We're not knocking players, but like, just to give you an indication of how things were going to go, we decided that we, we win the toss and decide we want the opening kickoff, you know, and, you know, Brandon Boykin had actually been tweeting and taunting the Boise State coach all week. You know, like, kick it to me. I dare you to kick it to me and all that stuff. And it, it, we didn't know it at the time, but very indicative of how the game was going to go. He catches the kickoff, and his shoe comes off. You know, yeah. and I, I felt like that that really, in a nutshell, <laughs> we're out there. We're like a it, football team with one shoe. It kind of summed it up. I mean – you know that and three penalties on the first series of downs you know i mean it was just it just it's a continuation of the last two seasons the the one thing that came out of this is hopefully along with the black jerseys we will never see those power ranger uniforms again yeah you're right you're right and you know we're doing this on monday night i've just seen the maryland uniforms and maryland has much much worse uniforms than we do so it does get much worse but, than but that but they're playing better yeah they are playing better um yeah so boykin's shoe comes off we have uh, bean gets two penalties in the first three plays 
and then we get a delay on our punt team. And I'm telling you, uh, it just—I mean, it, it's like the Keystone Cops. Yeah, yeah. I actually—that's I, yeah, I actually said and, that on Saturday night. You know, we one thing like the too. Keystone Cops. Yeah, and they—they've talked about, you know, Bobo's back up in the box. I mean, you know, does he have a clue? And you know, the thing is, they call it a hurry-up offense. I mean, it's not hurry. It is the fact that there's no huddle doesn't mean it's hurry. Up. It's not hurry up if you go up to the line of scrimmage and then stand and stare at the damn press box for 30 seconds waiting on calls and stuff. I mean, it was just, I have seen peewee football played better and more cohesive than that. It, it really is bad. It, it's, it's embarrassing. Oh, if the I, boys, and I know the boys are going to watch the film, they they ought to be embarrassed. I mean, let's talk about offensive line play for a second. Oh, well, I mean, talking the, about let's, looking like you have let, one let's shoe sum on. it up in, in in one word, just actually two words, piss poor, abysmal. Yeah, I, I mean, mean it. The offensive line play is as bad was as bad on Saturday night. And here's the thing that I swear, you know. Again, I'm not really trying to take anything away from players or even from Coach Friend because I'm telling you, if if you – I don't even understand the physics of what is going on out there, and clearly our guys don't either. But if you line up and you're 325 pounds, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot of coaching. I mean, like you said, you talk about peewee football. Okay, look. At the core of your mission, if you're an offensive lineman, the, the, your core mission is to is to block the guy in front of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you got these different techniques, and you got to go this way, that way, and everything. But but the bottom line, at the end of the day, your job is to block the guy in front of you, the guy who's lining up close to your gap. If I take a 325 pound kid and say I need you to block that kid who's 260 pounds, you know. I don't, I don't. I don't even understand why we couldn't do. Why we didn't do better? I don't we even understand been, the physics of why we can't. We made their front five on the defensive line look like five NFL guys. You know, Derek, we would have been better off, I think, with Ben Jones and four three hundred pounds sacks of flour. I'm telling you, we would have got a whole Just, lot less penalties. And I mean, yeah, how can you? And, not? and and they might have gotten in the way a little bit. I mean, it is. It is, we said, the key to victory, and it's the key to victory in every game, is line play. I mean, you can talk about quarterbacks, you can talk about running backs, receivers, you know, whatever you want to do. All the skill positions, all the pretty boy stuff and all that. But if you can't control the line of scrimmage, you ain't going to win shit. And we have not controlled the line of scrimmage for three years now. And this year ain't no different. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to get any better because that's not a quick fix. I mean, does, is there anyone out there with any sense, not looking through red and black glasses like I would like to, that saw what happened on Saturday night and think, that is going to get corrected in six days. Well, I'll I tell mean, you, hell, we've been, you know, we've been on the Kool-Aid, we've been on the bus, we've been on the, we've been on the mats, we've been on everything, you know, for eight months, and we, you know, and we get two penalties in the first three oh. plays. 
not and that's just, a purely just, a discipline issue, man. Yeah, and, and not just that, but I mean, you know, our you know, new strength and conditioning and all that. Man, start of the second half, Boise comes out there actually running a hurry up offense. We're three plays in, and every son of a bitch on the defense is waving their hand, ready to come out. Now, granted, if I was getting my ass handed to me, I'd want to come out too. But I mean, come on, where is the strength and conditioning? I mean, it is, it, it's, it's a program that's lost its focus and lost its purpose. Well, and, it's, and, and it's now to give the, to give the defense a little love, if if your damn offense is only on the field for 45 or 50 seconds of clock time, every, you know, three plays at the three plays and out, three plays and out, three plays and out, three plays and out. I mean, hell. If I'm on the defense, hell, I'm gonna hell. I'd be gassed too if I'm on the field for yeah, you know, but you just 55 out of 60 minutes. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, it, it, the whole thing. It's just you know, and there you know, no wonder Kwame Gathers looked great. You know, this spring, hell, look what he was going up against. Uh, man, we you're talking about a team. You know, I mean, we got Richard Samuel and Isaiah Crowell and. Tavares King, I don't even want to get started on Tavares King. Man, he couldn't King. catch a cold. Oh my gosh, man! What, what? And you know, like you said, it all starts if we can't block, we can't run, and if we can't run, we can't throw, and if we can't protect Murray, he's gonna get sacked. Five sacks on Aaron Murray. Zero. Six. I'm sorry, yeah, six sacks on Aaron Murray. Zero sacks on Kellen Moore. You know. Yeah. We oh, had I mean, 71 yards in the first half when you not counting the plays run by defensive players. Our when best, best when your best player offensive is, player is a defensive, is a defensive player, back. Holy crap, man! You know, and and I and quite frankly, being realistic, if I'm if I'm Crowell, I'm thinking, man, I may have made the biggest mistake in my life. Oh, oh my gosh, man! And and again, I mean, you know, and folks are gonna, you know, if you're drinking the Kool-Aid, you're looking at this and, you know, you, you get this chatter coming out of Athens and, and Coach Rick, who I've really just lost a lot of respect for, you know, talking about, well, you know, all of our goals are still there and all that. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, is there anybody that looked at that team on Saturday and really thinks we're going to contend? For any kind of championship, well, you I know, mean, come on, I agree. let's get real. I agree. Now, let's and look, and here's the real. thing: not to, I, you know, and I'm not really, honestly, we got to at one point say Boise State's a pretty damn good football team. Okay? They are, Derek, and, and I tell you, they're a pretty if, damn if legit this, football team. They are, and and if it had been a close game, you're right. If we had lost by three points, if we had even been. If it had been a kind, I mean, they just dominated us. I know. I mean, the the score is no indication (laughs) of really how we played. I mean, they took a knee. We got a couple cheap touchdowns. But I tell you, this game's not even an aberration. If we were coming off a 10 and 2 season last year and, you know, said, yeah, you know, I mean, we just fell apart. We had a bad game. Maybe we had thrown a couple interceptions to lose. Maybe we had made a few mistakes, but we didn't. This, unfortunately, is just a continuation of what has been going on for the last two to three years in our program, and it has been a downhill slide, and I swear I don't know why. 
I mean, I, I can't You're put my finger on it. You're not the only one that doesn't know why. As coach, you know, I mean, but it's, you know, and I'm going to get it out there. I'm going to say it. I said it last year. It's time for a change. We should have changed last year, and unfortunately, we didn't pull the trigger, and we're in for another year of just absolute total mediocrity. Uh, we've got an easy schedule. I'm looking probably losing four or five games this year, and I hope to God no one thinks if we go eight and four that we need to keep these miserable bastards we got coaching our team right now <laughs> because it is it, it you know it's time it's time for a change uh. something has got to change and it's not that we don't have the athletes and the players we I have mean, the best you, damn players believe, and the best damn facilities that money can the, buy absolutely. So what is it? Why can't we play? I mean, I go back, and you and I talked about this a little bit before the show. I just, I look, and, and Urban Meyer's free right now, by the way. Maybe we ought to make a little call to him. I think Gar- McGarity probably knows him. But I, I go back, I guess it was 07, when we beat Alabama in overtime in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. Matt Stafford to Mikey Henderson. And look at at where those programs are now. Alabama contends for an SEC championship every year and they've got a national championship under their belt. Now, we haven't really been in other than 07 when we lost two games. We really haven't been in a national championship hunt since 1983. Wait a second. I'll go I'll hit it even closer home than that. Go back to 2005, old dog, when we smashed Boise State. Look at the two programs that played in 2005 when we smashed Boise State. From 2005 to 2011, we went from smashing Boise State to Boise State taking a freaking knee to keep from embarrassing us any more than they already had. Zero sacks. Zero hurries. His quarterback rating, 170. You know... We make, I mean, we make good players look great. Yeah. And I'm telling you, 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 t- you said it. I'm telling you, you're a little, you're even more optimistic than I am about the schedule. You know, here's a little stat for you, courtesy of our good friend, friend of the show, um, Alley Dog. Only once in 117 years of football, old dog, have we gone 0 and 2 and gone on to have a winning season. Now I'm not trying to foreshadow anything here. I'm just I'm just laying a fact out there. Well, if we it, go 0 and 2, we, we to get a winning season, we'll have to do something we haven't done but once in 117 years. Well, and, and I think I mean I I think we're going to go 0 and 2. Yeah. I mean I think we're going to get our ass handed to us by the cops. And real quick, not to do the pregame show here, but if you don't think that Spurrier's going to try to hang 70 on us, if oh. Spurrier can hang 70 on us. He's going to hang seventy yeah. on us, so I you mean, better we, get your we, damn chin strap. We need to hope for week, lightning. Baby. We need to hope for lightning and call the game in the third <laughs> quarter, like they did at Michigan. You better get your uh, damn jock strap tightened up this week, baby, because I'm telling you, he will try. He will go for a bomb on every freaking play if yeah. he can. And and I mean, and and the problem is, I mean, going back, it's not. Again, there's no quick fix. I mean, we had eight months to fix what we did, and what I saw Saturday night was a continuation of the Liberty Bowl. Mm. I mean, just total in ineptness out there. 
I really, I mean, I, honestly, I couldn't be more disappointed. People were too, texting me today wanting to know when we were going to do a show. You know, I, it's just, it's hard. I'm tired of damn talking about trying to fix things. I'm tired well, of talking and, about what's and, wrong. I'm tired of talking about why we can't make the right play calls, why our offense coordinator is so bad, why are all, we don't get more productivity out of our offense. How is it that LSU can smash Oregon and we get a similar team in BSU? You just look at it. just goes to show you how damn far we are from where we were. And we still oh. recruit and we've still got the players. What is different than when we were in 2006 and 2007? Well, when I, we could I beat really... LSU, when we beat LSU and we beat Boise State and we smashed Hawaii, and you know what's what's different now? We still got the players, we still got the facilities. LSU still winning damn football games. Well, We're I just mean, not I, winning I think I, I think Coach Rick has lost his heart. Mm. I I don't think it's there, and and I don't think as long as Coach Rick is there. We're going to be able to get top line coordinators or other coaches. I mean, you know, I'm sure this guy, Bill Friend, is a real nice guy and probably eventually would be a great offensive, maybe a good offensive line coach. And as, as much as folks, you know, disliked our buddy Stacey Sarles, Stacey Sarles is an offensive line coach. He's coached an offensive line on a team that won a national championship. Yeah, he LSU, took, Alabama, he took, and Texas. He went to Texas and got a pay raise of $180,000 to we coach go, on. And to we, coach go, we in, replaced in a big, him with a guy from UAB. <laughs> yeah, at a big-time college program. So I don't, you know, I mean, it, it wasn't, that wasn't our problem, as was evidenced Saturday night. I know people it wasn't, like it wasn't Coach Searle's problem <laughs> that our offensive line sucks. I know, and people are like, "Good riddance to Coach Searle's. He sucks. He goes to Texas, gets a hundred eighty thousand dollars pay raise. We're reduced to going to UAB to find a guy, and here we go. You know, and everybody's you like, know, oh. I, it's just, and and the problem is, I mean, it, 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 whether it's whether it's good, bad, or indifferent at this point in time." Coach Rick's a cancer on the program and he needs to get cut out because it ain't going to get any better. Because if they don't, if they don't sever ties with him at the end of this season, then it's going to be next season. It's going to hurt recruiting. We're not going to be able to get top line coaches in. Well, because we they're going to be like afraid. Clemson. Is this then the year? Clemson. You know, Clemson with this, Tommy Bowden at that point, you know? Yeah. We think you know, eight and four this, is good enough. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's not. I mean, we're, we're in the Ray Golf years. Yeah. Again. I mean, it is, we have hit virtually an all time low. Mm. Okay. And, and again, like I say, the problems are, are not, there is no quick fix. I mean, it's not like we dropped a couple touchdown passes or we threw an interception when we were driving for a touchdown. We are getting our asses whipped on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, and when that happens, you don't win football games. Plain, pure, and simple. Okay. And what's going to happen in the next six days that's going to make our offensive and defensive lines better? (laughs) Really nothing. We're going to look at some film, you know. We're going to yeah. talk about getting better, you know. We're going to say you need to block that guy in front of you. Really, I mean, I mean, this last week I was 
but this week I'm really serious. I really want you guys to block those guys in front of you. Really, this week you got to really do it. Um, and and I'll tell you this right now. I think Boise State was is a good ball club. South Carolina's better. Hmm. I'm, and my only hope is, you know, South Carolina put the ball on the ground like four times. I, we need South Carolina to put the ball on the ground like four or five times against us. You know? Well, unless unless it's greased because it ain't like we're hitting them very hard. Well, if we could, if we get four or five extra possessions, <laughs> we might be, we maybe we can make a run at it. You know, man. You know, I mean, I just, you know, I mean, Marcus Lattimore went for 182 yards on us last year. Yeah, and he's gotten and he's gotten nothing but bigger, better, faster, and stronger. Boise State had a kid. That kid returning punts for Boise State. You know the kid who returned the punt for forty nine yards. He weighs one hundred and fifty six pounds. I promise you, friend, that Marcus Lattimore weighs a hell of a lot more than one hundred and fifty six pounds. Okay, let's let's we get let's switch gears. I want right. we got to talk about a few other things, okay, before we wrap up this pathetic, pitiful, pitiful show. I want to talk first. Let's talk about injuries. Let's get that out of the way. Um, biggest loss, far and away, biggest loss. My heart went through my shoes when they said Alec Ogletree out for what I don't know, four to six weeks. He's day to day, four to six weeks, four, and- <laughs> he's week to week, four to six weeks. That that broke. You my know, heart. Derek, and, and and along with that is here's my question, and and this again goes back to, you know, under the heading of what are we are doing. Alec Ogletree goes out, and I'm sure this kid that replaced him has a lot of heart and everything else. But are you telling me that the next best player we've got at one of our Mo linebackers? Is a kid that walked on. Yeah, you know, a kid, a true freshman, or a kid who walked on. I mean, there were. Well, no, he's a senior. Yeah, I know, but I mean, the other kid, we got another kid who's a who's a true freshman. You know. But I mean, how can we only? I mean, how can we be in a situation where we've got Christian Robinson and Alec Ogletree, and their backup is a kid that walked onto the program four years ago? I mean, I, I just, I, I don't understand. Inquiring minds, I, we've inquiring got, minds want to know. We've got 18 wide receivers on scholarship, and and we're and we're one deep at middle linebacker. Mm. You know, I mean, we've got five offensive linemen that have experience in playing a game, and everybody else has never seen a minute in a game. I just don't understand where we're going or the focus of the program. Well I mean it's time (laughs) it's time to take a deep, deep look into what we're doing and the leadership we have. How about I mean well look at the guys that we know look at the guys that we do know about. Kwame Gathers had a a half tackle for the game. For the game John John Jenkins none. Zero tackles for the game. Um, but I tell you who did have some damn tackles. A guy who one bright spot, Jarvis Jones, is freaking legit. You know, Jarvis Jones broke his damn neck playing football. And when yeah. I saw his helmet pop off, how many times did that kid's lid come off in the game? You know. Well, I tell you what, now you know there's something there's something wrong with our chin straps well, because Isaiah Crowell's his helmet pops off every time someone touches it. I'm telling I you. Mean, 
I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know who our equipment manager is, but he needs to call up Nike or whoever supplies chin straps and needs to get a whole new set because the ones we have are defective. <laughs> I'm just telling I don't you. know if they're too loose, if the buckles aren't good or whatever. I think the leading tackler was our buddy Christian Robinson. Absolutely. If I had me, if I had 11 Christian Robinsons and, or if I had six Christian Robinsons and five Jarvis Joneses, I, we'd be, I would be happier. <laughs> and, and I don't want, and I don't want our guys to think we don't love them and we're not going to cheer for them because we are. And we and, are absolutely think, not going to boo got, at any and time. I think we've got as much talent as any team out there that we play. There's no one, even after what happened Saturday night, that can tell me that we don't have better players than Boise State does. You can't tell me that we've got better play that we're we don't have better players than South Carolina does. We don't have better players than LSU or at least on par. But something we're not doing what we're supposed to do with those players. Yeah, that I mean that's it in a nutshell. Because yeah, it really. I mean, and I, I want to clear something up. Because, I mean, I say this a lot, but I can't say it enough because I keep hearing the booze, you know. And they, you know, they make light of this on TV, but I really, really take this really seriously. And this is something I talk about. And if if you don't like what I'm talking about here, you can turn the damn show off right at this point. Hit pause on your phone or your or your damn iPod because you don't have to listen. Because if you don't want to listen, you're not my kind of damn fan. Well, listen, we will not <laughs> under any circumstances boo our players. Okay, I'm not going to boo our players. And I don't want anybody else to ever boo a player. It is not on the players. I mean, you do, even if the player screws up, even if it really is his fault and he really did screw up, you still can't boo him because he plays for your team. And it is not constructive in any no, and, way and, to boo your own damn team. And, and not just that, but I mean, there's not a player on that team that went out there and said, "Man, I would really love to get my ass kicked by Boise State." Yeah, I'm just, I just can't wait to lay down and watch Kellen Moore just eat our ass alive. You know, ten for ten passing on this next drive. You know, no, so, it, it's it's on. not that. It's it's a lack of leadership, and I'm, that's it, it. Boils down to that, plain, pure, and simple. And, and, and not necessarily on the field, but on the sidelines is what. Oh, we're absolutely. About. And I'm I mean, telling you, it's I we are so, not. We are not doing the right things with the talent that we have. And like I say, I don't know if the game has patched, passed Coach Rick by, if he just doesn't give a shit anymore, or what the deal is. I don't think Mike Bobo may be a good quarterback coach. He's got no clue being an offensive He's coordinator. He's on wheels at making babies. And, and Todd Grantham, you know, <laughs> I mean – He's he's no work Russell and he's no Brian Van Gorder. Right now he kind of fits the Bill Lewis mode. And thank God for Drew Butler. Yeah. Enough said you on know. that. Thank God for Drew Butler. Yeah. Kevin's uh, Kevin's son is acquitting himself very well. And uh Bakari Rambo will be back this week. That's Exciting news there. And Orson Charles, good, had some good catches. 
He had a he drop did. on the first series, but he had some damn good catches. Damn good Malcolm, catches. Malcolm Mitchell. I mean, that kid <laughs> needs to Mitchell. start. Yes, he, I'm telling you, right. Based, if you just look at Saturday night's film, I'll take some Malcolm Mitchell, please. That kid yeah. has got prescription strength speed, man. Holy crap, the kid's fast. He is yeah. every bit as advertised with speed merchant. Yeah, and, I mean, let's, you know, let's get the guys out there that can make plays. And, and again, I don't think there's anyone out there that doesn't want to do it. We may, I mean, offensive line wise, man, we may not be teaching the right technique. We, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe they don't know what they're supposed to do. Maybe they're not in the right spot. I mean, we've got the, you know, supposedly the best running back in the country that came out of high school. Right. That, I mean, there were absolutely no holes. Damn, poor Richard Samuel. What, he had 15 carries for five yards or something? I mean, it was just, it was horrible. And part of that, I think, is play calling. Part of it is we're not running enough eye formation with Bruce Bruce Figgins as a lead blocker. You know, granted, Isaiah's pass blocking skills are not there. I mean, there you see him; he just whiffs. You know what I mean? He's not you used know, to but, being a pass blocker. You know. But the thing is, if if you're if you can run the ball, you don't need to worry about your your tailback pass. Well, blocking. I know. I mean, hell, I'm no, I'm with you, dude. But, you know, I'm just. I mean, you gotta you gotta do what works. And you know, I'm. You know, and, and I go back. You know, I am really glad that, you know, we, we get players like Matthew Stafford that can go sign $42 million contracts with the pros. But I tell you what, I, I want a quarterback that can win a championship in college. And I really don't care what the son bitch does later on in life, whether he plays pro football or goes on to be an executive someplace right. else. Man, I tell you what, I mean, as bad as it sounds, I would have a lot rather had two national championships in Tim Tebow than Matthew Stafford and nothing. Yeah. Boy, God, you said You know, I there. mean, you know, we need we need to get a focus on winning football games in college and not <laughs> what these guys can do later the on level. in the pros. Right. Yeah. Um I mean, because quite frankly, I don't give a shit what they do on the next level. Okay. Listen, let's wrap up this abysmal show. Let's wrap this up. I agree with everything you said. And, I, you know, I frankly, mean, we got to – hell, as much as I hate to say it, we got to start getting ready for damn South Carolina. Well, we well, I, I tell you, I mean, I think we need to get start getting ready for Coastal Carolina. <laughs> yeah, I hope we don't get caught looking ahead. Yeah, the I fighting mean, you know, clears are going to bring it. Because I tell you what, that's going that that's got the that's got the opportunity to be our first victory. <laughs> it's <a> trap game, <laughs> okay. you know. And and I tell you, I was joking around, and you know, I mean, there are going to be people that listen to the show and are going to be, you know, first off, I don't want to hear any of this. You know, if you aren't behind Coach Rick, you're not a Georgia fan, and all that. Man, I'm a lot bigger Georgia fan than Coach Rick is. You know, yeah, I, mean, I, I, you know, I cheered for Georgia before I went there. I graduated from the school and I tell you what, I'll be cheering for Georgia long after Patrick has gone on someplace else. And if there's anyone that thinks five years from now, 
when he's a head coach or offensive coordinator someplace else, that he's going to give two rats asses about the University of Georgia, except for the check that he still may be getting from them on a buyout. You know, you're sorely mistaken. I mean, he, you know, I don't know what it is. He's he a was good for a while, and and the game's passed him by. He's lost his fire. He's forgotten everything he's ever known about football. I don't know what it is, but he ain't getting the job done. And at this level, if you ain't getting the job done, you need to get moved on out. And like I say, Urban Meyer's free, and that bitch knows how to win a football game with somebody else's talent. So let's get him in for three years. <laughs> All righty. So on that bombshell, we're going to wrap up this show. Thanks for listening. You can give us a call at 706-363-0210. We got a few calls this week, Gold Dog. I'm going to play them here in just a second. 706-363-0210 or you can email us at dogcast at gmail.com listen to us on your Stitcher app stitcher.com slash dogs and if you are listening if you're still listening and you're listening to us on the Stitcher app right now I need you to do me a favor if you're already listening on the Stitcher app I need you to go into the settings I need you to back out I need you to delete us or whatever but you've got to load us as one of your Stitcher favorites, and you've got to use the promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S. If you don't use the promo code DOGS, we don't get paid. And trust me, we need to get paid. We need to get paid. It takes you 30 <laughs> seconds, 30 seconds to back out. I'm not asking for you to send me a dollar or anything like that. Just back out and enter the promo code DOGS. We're the we'll number one koozie. bulldog podcast. And no, no, hell, I can't send everybody who listens on Stitcher a koozie, <laughs> old dog. We ain't got that damn many koozies. Look, we're the number one bulldog podcast in the world. We're the only bulldog podcast on Stitcher. Hell, we've been number one. We've been there for you for years. Give me 30 seconds and put in the promo code DOGS, damn it. So anyway, we really appreciate you listening. If you love the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, Tell a friend anyway. Give us a call. Email us. We'll be back. This is a short week, so we'll be back. Probably the pregame show for Soccer Line will be out Thursday morning. So um, look for that, and um, we'll, I'll meet you in Athens on Saturday. There you go, 4.30 kickoff. I mean, we'll break it down. But, again, you know, like us or not, listen to us because we tell you like it is, and again, it's by fans and for fans, and I tell you what, what we said tonight is what every fan's thinking. Something has got to happen. Couldn't have said it better myself. Go dogs. Brought to you by Chili's. Come experience the art of the margarita at Chili'sMargaritaMadness.com. Derek, all dog. This is Mike from St. Pete Beach, Florida. I just left the Georgia Dome. I'm telling you, fellas, it's the same old song, the same old dance. Mediocre line play, not fired up. Forcing plays, I don't understand the whole idea to go up-tempo, spread offense. When we did go high, we had some success. But just overall, we played a better team, and they stuck it to us. I'm telling you, I don't feel confident for next week either. It just feels like another replay of the last two years, fellas. I hope it changes, but I just don't have the confidence in it. Go dogs. Hey, guys, it's Derek. I just want to let you know, 
I really appreciate when you guys call in. You guys know it's one of the reasons I do the show is to hear the feedback from you guys. And there are several calls, including our very own podcast by committee host of the show, Drew the Count from Athens, who called in after the game. And for whatever reason, I'm having difficulty translating those uh, sound files or whatever. So several of those post-game phone comments got lost. Maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Maybe that's fate or something. I don't know. But anyway, I just wanted you guys to know I didn't lose them or delete them or not play them on purpose. I'm just having technical difficulties, but I don't want that to discourage you from calling in. Continue to call in. Sorry I lost those calls, but sometimes that's just the breaks. I just blew it somehow or another. But anyway, thanks for listening. (laughs) 